0: I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Cade, Gatorade, and the Kidney. In the 1960s, Dr. Robert Cade, professor of physiology and internal medicine at the University of Florida over a cup of coffee with a football coach, considered the implications of the large amounts of perspiration lost by football players at a game. A player could lose as much as 18 pounds of weight in one game early in the season. A review of the literature at hand did not show much information on that subject. After gaining permission from Florida's head coach, Ray Graves, To run tests on the freshman team, the Gator's varsity was not to be experimented on. The player's sweat was measured for volume and concentrations of sodium, potassium, glucose, and other things before, during, and after the games. With the loss of perspiration, sodium rises from 140 to 150, which may lead, with the water loss, to confusion, which is not a great thing, as an aggressive 265-pound linebacker from the other team was coming toward you quite fast. Blood sugar would drop to the 40s. Dr. Cade found that it was obvious that all of these factors could affect the performance of the athletes. His solution, no pun intended, was evident. A mixture containing sugar, electrolytes to be given in time, to prevent the undesirable effects of heavy sweating, but in amounts that would not affect the GI tract during the game. Coach Graves gave the go-ahead to try the solution on the freshman during a Friday afternoon scrimmage with the B team that day before a major game with LSU. After an unremarkable first half with the B team leading 13 to nothing, the mystery-fueled freshman so dominated the second half that one Gator player begged the varsity to play another quarter. It was so much fun. The coach was much impressed and decided to give the mystery beverage to the varsity team. That evening, Dr. Cade and his helpers raided every university lab to find enough glucose and refrigerated the solution overnight. They carried it out to the game on Saturday, But as E. Lynn Wright says in her book, without going into exact wording, the players gave the concoction rude descriptions of its taste. I won't go into what they said exactly. The Gators that day came back the second half to defeat LSU, allowing just one first down and no points at half. Coach Graves revered the popular policy of the day prohibiting drinks on the field but Dr. Cade's potion would thereafter be a permanent fixture on all Gator games. To improve the taste of the concoction, Dr. Cade first tried a lemon-lime flavoring that was thought to have tasted like turpentine, and then sent to Italy for an expensive extract at $18 a gallon, but then discovered it had been made in Florida and was considerably cheaper at $1 a gallon. The word about Gatorade, as it is now called, spread. It was initially packaged in milk cartons at the University of Florida Dairy Lab. At the last game of the season, played in Miami, a reporter found a bunch of milk cartons laying on the ground and started asking questions. The first story of Gatorade appeared in the Miami Herald, and from that it mushroomed to fame. During a sabbatical I had in the early 80s at the University of Florida Nephrology Division, under the direction of Dr. C. Craig Tischer, later to become dean there, I heard a story. Cade had gone initially to the university administration, who wasn't at all interested in that Gatorade, but became believers after the financial success of the fluid and a partnership was finally formed. In the 1967 Orange Bowl, the Gators outplayed Georgia Tech with the talents of Heisman Trophy winner Steve Spurrier and the Georgia Tech's coach, Bobby Dodds, commented after the game, quote, we didn't have Gatorade, that made the difference, end of quote. Dr. Cade became the only physiology professor ever credited with winning the Orange Bowl. Gatorade became the top moneymaker of all patented products at University of Florida and provided large funds for their research and endowment for the school, the Departments of Physiology, and Division of Nephrology. Early in his life, Cade was interested in athletics and had actually run the mile in 4 minutes, 20 seconds while in high school, almost a record at that time. During his medical career, he focused on the kidney and liver diseases, including SLE, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, and hypertension, and did laboratory as well as clinical work. He even substituted teaching at a nearby elementary school during a teacher's strike, and he and his wife sponsored a great many scholarships, teaching positions, and received many awards and recognitions. His financial contributions was in many millions of dollars. His other talents included playing the violin and viola, sometimes with a symphony orchestra. During my sabbatical under Dr. Tischer, a world authority with Dr. Yuha Koko of UT Southwestern in Dallas of the structural functional relationship of the renal tubules based on isolated perfused tubular technique. Dr. Tischer indicated that since renal tubules make up over 80% of the structures of the renal cortex, at least some attention should be paid to them in this glomerulocentric world. Thus, structure and function came together somewhat by coalitions and collaborations between Dallas and Gainesville. Both Tischer and Coco would become presidents of the ASN. Dr. Cade died in 2007 of kidney failure. Reference, It Happened in Florida by E. Lynn Wright, 2020, Morris Book Publishing Company. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.